0: Hey, welcome back to You Should Know This Song. I'm Race.
1: I'm Reed. Welcome and one and all. We
0: are Mixed Apes.
1: Yeah, we're getting ready to do uh, another episode of You Should Know This Song, which is what you came here for. Let's well, hope. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you Should Know This Song, if you haven't figured it out by now, it's a podcast based on a... Series of lyric challenges that we use to run our mouths about music.
1: (laughs) Right. We throw a a piece of lyrics or some twist on song lyrics at each other and watch the other guy squirm trying to figure out what song, what artist, and all that they belong to. And then, uh, you know, we talk about that and whatever that spins out into, which oftentimes doesn't end up being about that. But hopefully it's interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At the very least, um, we're long-winded. Right. (laughs) Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get moving on the
1: episode. What do you say? Seems like it's time to get into it. Here we go. This segment is called Prime. It's the core segment of the show. It's a core function. It's where everything uh, originated. For those of you in the know, I didn't have to say any of that. But uh, we're going to get going with the first clue, which is going to be delivered by Race. There you go. Thanks, Race of Apes. Uh Race gave me the man from Mars stopped eating cars and eating bars, and now he only eats guitars. Very good. That is just one of the greatest bands there ever has been, Blondie, right?
0: Oh yeah, I mean they they were pretty good for their time.
1: Yeah, and And their music certainly held up. Their music held which, up, which I mean which you wouldn't have thought from then.
0: You know what I'm saying? Back then.
1: This the song is uh, Rapture. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know what album that's off of. I don't either. Okay.
0: I don't either. I should
1: do you know when it was released? Uh, I'm just d-
0: curious. I don't have it in my notes. 19. No. It was
1: released in 1970, the grooviest point in the 70s that you can imagine, wasn't it? Wasn't it a seven? Seventies. It was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In that neighborhood. Because it was Blondie, it was super groovy. I'm into Blondie, and uh, the thing I was going to spin off into is hold on. Oh yeah, songwriters
0: are uh, 19- <laughs> uh, and Harry and Stein are the songwriters.
1: Okay. We were say I'm and so sorry. I was gonna say that uh, rapture still occurs to me to be the kind of song that on first listen, probably anybody, you know, in like my kids' age group would just be rolling their eyes until they broke, like until their eyes broke. Like yeah. what is this yeah. that you're listening to? But if you give a listen to it and give it a little patience, I think personally that you will gain a real appreciation of the musical content. And it was goofy, but it was cool goofy. It was, like, yeah, yeah. really groovy like, goofy. Uh,
0: what's his name? Weird Al's kind of stuff. The yeah, same yeah. Kind of, in the right. same kind of vibe. Not that, that was... With a
1: great funk, uh, you know, disco, actually playing the instruments thing going on in the background.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it was just a great song to me. And a few other... Blondie songs really strike me that way as well, still. I mean, I just eat them up when I listen to them. Okay. But you don't eat guitars. I don't eat guitars or bars. Uh, so that makes it... Your turn. I got that one. Hey, Race, I got one. Um, Okay. Here's what I got for you, tough guy. And I'm waiting patiently.
0: And wrapped around the music is the sound of someone promising they'll never go. Uh, that would be Three Dog Night oh. and Old Fashioned Love Song. Oh, my.
1: You nailed that one right off the Yes, I did.
0: I should know that song. (laughs) You
1: should know that song, and you did. I'm actually a little surprised because I thought that lyric was kind of... Oh, no old-fashioned love
0: song it was one of their top five hits and they had 30 yeah. right
1: i just thought that lyric wouldn't be as like yeah i thought it was kind of mixed in there a little bit you know what i mean i thought yeah, i'd put I, a fast one on you and you'd no, have to get the a truth second clue is, is
0: that probably in 1972 or 73 when this would have been popular in that neighborhood yeah yeah it, it would take a year right
1: it was, right? Uh, it was i was 12 71. or
0: 13 and this was exactly the kind of direct that i was like <laughs> but it's great <laughs> stuff i mean but like it's not something that come under my radar right right it come out when i was four or five years older you know right, what i'm saying right but like, yeah, all of the great. As a matter of fact, I actually had a Three Dog Night eight track tape. I did too. Did you I had really? Three Dog Night probably eight-track. was the same tape. There was probably only was one, the same yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we were 500 miles apart at the time.
1: Remember the Three Dog Night show? No, I don't. They had a TV show, they had a variety show. Really? I remember and, and seeing I, them like on I think it might have been for at least two seasons. Okay. They had Don Kirshner's rock, rock Concert, concert yes. or Midnight Special. Right. Those were the two.
0: Late night TV rock and roll shows.
1: I hope everybody out there who has any familiarity with that at all is just getting a kick out of remembering midnight special and Don Kirshner's rock concert. You stayed up until midnight, bleary eyed as you could be, so that you could watch yeah. bands live play live. They were playing. I mean, I don't remember any of them being uh, lip-syncing. No, I mean, but- everything I thought I saw was live.
0: So who uh, who wrote that? Reed?
1: Uh, that song was written by. Um, and this was something that I wanted to go into a, uh uncontrolled substance about Paul Williams. You remember Paul Williams? Yeah, I do remember Paul Williams. Paul Williams wrote a lot of songs. So that was written by uh, Paul Williams. It was off the album Harmony in 1971. Did cool. you say the name of
0: the song? You did. Say I did. Old song.
1: All right. So that would make it. My your turn. Your Toin. And there is a, uh, you should know this song. There's a lyric for you. Hey, well, I'm a friendly stranger in the black sedan. Won't you hop inside my car? I should know this song. You should. And I do know this song. Okay. I'm your vehicle, baby. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Okay. Can you tell me the band? Is that Blood, Sweat, and Tears? No, but they no. do sound they, It like... They sound, sound like, an awful lot like them. Yes. It's not War. Nope. I don't know the name of the band. The name of the band is the Ides of March. Ides of March. I did know the name of the band. I could not remember the name of the band. Okay.
0: And the key he here, and I'm only going to take this off for just a second is that the one of the founding members of the eyes of march was jim peterick oh yeah okay okay um who comes back later in rock and roll world yes but i don't think they they were a chicago area band and i didn't know that that was much of a hit outside of chicago but they were actually like like jim peterick grew up in uh the berwin area which i lived yeah. in and near i'm familiar at with some point oh, that area berwin um but anyway <laughs> the thing from like the you guys had some version of Creature Features here, right? Yeah. Okay, so the guy that did Creature Features in Chicago, whenever they would get something from Berwin, there, would, there was an audio where people would go, <laughs> Berwyn, in the background. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was funny that
1: it happened. Uh, but it's one of those things that sticks in your head for the rest yes, of your exactly. life. And so you're I, your life.
0: Um, anyway, we've got that, again, written by Jim Peterick, and that makes it your
1: turn. Okay. Um,
0: for a song I should probably know. By the way, know.
1: was Summer in the
0: City... Somewhere in the city. Um, also theirs? No. Was but that we'll Buzz Tears? Out. We'll find out more about that later.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, here's your clue, and you
1: maybe should know this song. A you thousand know this song.
0: miles have made me older since the last time I saw your pretty face, and I'm pretty sure that the rhythm of this is what gives it away. Um thousand miles have made me older since the last time I saw your pretty face. I'm sorry, nothing's coming to mind.
1: Then I don't think you'll know this song. So I don't think I'm going to give you a no- Well, give me the next lyric. What the hell? Um, you don't get
0: to do that. I'll
1: give you. <laughs> I don't get to decide what you're going to guess and what exactly. you're not. Oh,
0: do you not have it prepared? No,
1: I'm trying to think of right at the chorus. Sorry. I can't say it because it's the actual name of the song. Okay. So, yeah, I can't do it. All right. Well, then tell me what you got. I don't have it. It's Here Without You by Three Doors Down. I'm here without you, baby.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would not have gotten that. So, uh, sorry to second-guess you, but that was uh, Three Doors Down, Here Without You. That was released in 2003. That was written by Bradley Kirk Arnold, Robert Todd Harrell, Christopher Lee Henderson, and Matt Roberts. And they are, the, are members the band of, of Three Doors Down. Three Doors Down. Uh, the album is Better Life. Uh, I guess that makes it your turn to beat me over the head with something. By the way,
0: I have a neighbor, Three Doors Down, who constantly is <laughs> making a joke about the fact that I live Three Doors Down.
1: What's the uh, Dolly Parton song, Three Doors Down Also? Two Doors Down.
0: They're laughing and drinking and having a party. I don't remember. But it'll come to me while we're talking. (laughs) All right. So uh, here you go. You should know this song.
1: Okay. The lyric is, hey, girl, help me if you can. I'm coming to you with my heart in my hand. Yeah, I'm not getting anything from that right away. Give me love. I'm starved for affection. All I need is just a little direction. I should know this song. Yeah.
0: As a matter of fact, I think that line right there. I think as a matter of fact, we talked at some point about you actually having this
1: album. It's not it's not pl- it's not finding itself uh in my head.
0: Okay, so that song is Somewhere in America by the band Survivor. It's their first album. Who also and was also written by Jim Peterick. Jim Peterick. Right. Who who wrote the song in the previous challenge, uh, I'm your vehicle. And by the way, the yes. song is not I'm your vehicle, it's vehicle. I found that out. I was wrong about that. Oh, okay. Um, it's just vehicle. It's just vehicle. But at any rate, the- uh, Give me
1: love. I'm starved for affection.
0: All I need is just a little yes. direction. Whoa, 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 Somewhere in America. And I'm not going to try to sing it. Sometimes no, please I, try I to
1: sing the song. Um, please.
0: The thing is, Jim Peterick, again, chicago area native, was in a bunch of different bands. But the two big ones were Ides of March, which was a, a hit, a top 40 hit. Yeah, yeah. He, did, then,
1: he didn't sing in Ides of March, right?
0: Uh, he? No, he was a writer and keyboard player. Right, right, right. I, um, I don't, I don't know was... if he sang, or if I don't know if he sang that. Um, and he wasn't mm-hmm. the singer in Survivor either. Okay, that's why I was mistaken. Um, however, anyway, I don't know. Go ahead. Um, we spoke at an earlier life, life, an earlier session actually about going to see um, Brooklyn Charmers. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn Charmers, the keyboard player, is Jim Peterik's son. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So, Brooklyn Charmers, they're a Steely Dan cover band. We saw them at yes, Edwardsville yes. at the Wilder
1: Theater. Great band. Just um, great.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, it's as close to getting to see Steely Dan as you can get without seeing Steely Dan. Uh, at any rate, Jim Peterick.
1: So, the lead singer, keyboard player guy, stage right here. Yes. Is, is, is your left, my right. Yes. Is Jim Peterick's okay. son. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. Interesting. Cool. There's I believe that
0: bit. makes it your turn. That makes and it you my turn. I didn't get that one.
1: I did not know that song. Um, okay. If <laughs> you get this one, I'm really going to. Uh, I think you should know this song, so let's see if you know this song.
0: With the heart break open, so much you can't hide. No. Is there another lyric?
1: Yeah. You um, want to give it to me? I do, but I'm going to have to say it. Put on a little makeup, makeup, make sure they get your good side. Good side.
0: Oh, yeah, that's got to be uh, pretty good two-shoes. Hey! Man, right? <laughs> okay.
1: But Why I, am I getting a kick out of you getting that? I don't. I don't know. know, but
0: well, because you said it the way that it's it's
1: sung. Well, so. yeah, I would have had to put the lyrics there that way. That those are the lyrics. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Who's you, the you artist? Adamant. Adamant, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Nice. Um, that was released in nineteen eighty-two. Friend or foe? I really liked Adamant. I know it was dorky, but I really. Liked I don't know, right?
0: Like it, it goes with that whole early '80s yeah. new wave, pre-punk, or whatever you want to call yeah. it.
1: You he know. was dressed up with. Indian war paint on his face and yeah. some feathers, but I mean, he also had, like, weird club clothes on and everything. But he got away with it, and he was in a couple of movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, that was written by uh, Adamant himself and Marco Peroni. I thought
0: we were going to say Marco Polo, I was going <laughs> to reach across the table and smack
1: you. <laughs> okay, I do that. So, would I do
0: that? You certainly would You would reach
1: that. across the table and I smack, would never but I don't do know that. about the being stupid thing. Um, so uh, here's one for you, and you should know this song. <clears throat> And the lyric is, and now my coffee's cold and I'm getting told that it's time to get back to work. That would be Maggie May. Right neighborhood, wrong house. Hold on. Oh, no, 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 it's not. I got the, uh, I got the melody mixed up. They crossed over in my head. Um, You wear it well? Yes. Um, And that was Faces? Uh, No, that was actually Rod Stewart. Was it just Rod Stewart? Just Rod Stewart. I thought it was still Faces.
0: Although... I did have in my notes to check and see if Faces was the backing band, yeah, which yeah. they're not, or at least not all of them. It's not right, right. Because there's so much of his stuff from that early it period sounds that like, sounds so much the yeah. same. It's
1: like it sounds like them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, written by uh, Stewart and uh, Rod Stewart and, and Quittenden. And I want to say that's 1971 or 72. Yeah, I don't right. have it written down. That seems right. That I, seems although I right. did have written down that the two Peterick songs were in 70 and 79. How I could have one have of references and not the other. You items. know,
1: I think it's probably good that, in a way, it's good that we're not playing clips of the songs. Because? Because right now, I want to hear that song real bad. Oh, and so you know what I'm saying? yeah, absolutely. Like, it's ringing in my head, I'm hearing the violin part, the whole thing, you know what I mean? So, uh I don't know what that would do to torture everybody out there just to hear the little clip of the song, and then we keep on blathering. They'd probably turn it off and go listen, hey, to, go the listen to the song. I would
0: certainly, if that were the case.
1: <laughs> okay, I knew that song. I should have, and I knew it. I did get it confused with Maggie May, so I get a half a point now that we're keeping score. Yeah, if That's we good. were keeping score. I'm, I'm keeping score. All right. My turn. Uh, it is. And here comes for you. Okay, here's your clue. I should know this song. You should know this song. <laughs>
0: I used to be such a sweet, sweet thing until they got a hold of, or till they got a hold of me. That's Ellis Cooper. Wow, that That's was more Mr. Nice Guy.
1: Holy chow. The and nice you're gonna knowing. have to
0: go a little bit deeper into the rack.
1: Well, again, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm not giving you enough credit there. Um, I'm thinking, okay, this song is a known song, but this lyric may not be very familiar. So to, maybe the um, lyric
0: would something for little old ladies and help the blind to see is the next <laughs> Yeah, lyric. yeah, you, yeah. You
1: got it. Yeah, nice. Way to go. That was uh as you said, No More Mr. Nice Guy, Alice Cooper, and Michael Bruce and Alice Cooper wrote that song. And it was on the album Billion Dollar Babies. Which Remember was the song?
0: Billion Dollar Babies? Billion oh dollar yeah, babies. yeah. That was that a, was great a song big too. fucking A al- big, big album for him. That
1: was a big album.
0: Big album yeah. for him.
1: Uh 1973. And it had many other hits on it, which we can talk about another time. It is Ad your nausea. turn
0: to jam me up. Okay, Reed. You should know this song.
1: And the lyric would be Me and my mate were back at the shack. We had Spike Jones on the box. I should know the song. Give me another line. I know right now I'm not going to get it from that. She said, I can't take the way he seems. Sings. Oh, sings, but I love the way he talks. She said, I can't take the way he sings, but I love the way he talks. Me and my mate were back at the shack. We had Spike Jones on the box. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. Okay,
0: that's the band. Levon Helm singing. Yeah. And the song
1: is up on Cripple Creek. Oh. And that's no. you really should no, know this song. I really should know that song.
0: Yeah. I'm so uh you know, I'm actually a little disappointed reading that it.
1: is really disappointing. Wait, I'm trying to hear it out in my the song
0: now. Respect for Reed Charlie. Yes,
1: you should uh I should get lashes for that way he sings, but I love the way he talks. I swear I know all the lyrics of that song. Oh apparently not. Holy smokes, that is blowing my mind. And that's right Robbie now.
0: Robertson was the writer on that.
1: As with so many, but yeah. No, so no, anyway,
0: no. yeah. Um, I can't believe you didn't get that one. I, I can't I believe I didn't very, get that song. Very disappointed. I'm calling your mother.
1: I'm I'm listening to that as soon as I leave here. Okay, your turn, buddy. Okay. And, uh, all right. Well, now that we had that disappointment, uh, it's my turn, and um, I don't hope that you don't guess it, but I'm not going to feel bad if you don't. And you should know this song.
0: How happy life could. How happy life could be. If all of mankind would take the time to journey, that how happy
1: life could be is triggering something. Have you got another lyric? The next line is actually the title of the song. So, so I'm going to have to verbally deliver the next clue, which is leave your cares behind. Come with us and find.
0: That's um, the center of the mind.
1: Hey, hold on. I
0: should know this. I do know this. Uh, Let's see if
1: you re- if you know all this, because it is a little interesting. Uh, Johnny, you uh, got The Center of the Mind center, is center the name of the journey, song. Right, journey of, to the Center of the, of the mind, mind is the name of the song. And, and yeah,
0: it's... Uh, I mean, I know this band. I've given you clues from them.
1: Uh, uh, no, you haven't.
0: Okay, then I don't have it. Who is it?
1: You're, do you know who the guitar player is? No. Who's the... It's uh, the Amboy Dukes. Is it really? Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes. Can you believe it? Oh, that's me? off the same album as the
0: Great White Buffalo.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, the album... No... The album is Journey to the Center of the Mind. I thought the album was Great White Buffalo. But the album is Journey to the Center of the Mind. Okay. See, yeah. you
0: know who I was, where I was going with that? Um, and I still can't think of the name of the damn band.
1: Nights in White Satin. who is that? Uh, Moody Blues. Yeah. That's what no. I thought it was. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Well, you were in the right uh, time frame. So who wrote and that? And that song was really spacey for Ted Nugent. It I mean, really that was. was. A really well, that, that Great White Buffalo song was
0: a complete... Like, not, Super, not Ted Nugent. Right. That whole first... That Amboy Dukes, period.
1: Period. Was, was, the whole
0: period was, was psychedelic. Was, it, for, was, it was a real. Yeah, I
1: mean, if you, was,
0: think, if you think you know Ted Nugent and you don't know that stuff, go listen to mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah, so, you'll, be, you'll be very surprised. The uh, hard rock, I want to say like Detroit rock right? sounding Ted Nugent is not stuff there. that you know.
0: Yeah, it's very psychedelic. That's yeah, not what it was. It was yeah.
1: spacey, psychedelic rock. Um, yeah, wild. Okay, so that was Journey in the Center of Mind by the Amboy Dukes. Stephen O. Farmer and Ted Nugent wrote that song. Uh in 1968 is when it was dropped. So
0: that seems like now it's your turn. Yeah, I think maybe one more for this session and then we'll Okay. Move we on yeah. to something one uh, more each. Equally uh weird.
1: I got a question for you. Yeah. Should I know this song?
0: You should know this song.
1: Okay, and the lyric is look at the faces, listen to the bells. I know this song.
0: You do know this song,
1: but I said that about a song that I really should have known just a minute ago.
0: The second it's hard is. to believe.
1: We need a place called Hell. Hold on, give me a second here. Oh, my mind is working it up. Yo, oh, my gosh! <laughs> I can hear the singer's voice. The whole thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give because of time. What okay, is? Okay,
0: it's in excess. Yes. Devil inside. Yes. Devil
1: inside. Oh and my by gosh! By and Hutchins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: And absolutely. Like I could totally
1: listen to the. I could hear the doo doo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you're I'm everything I, I about you the song. To, I I'm know Hudes you to be an, an, an excess fan. Exactly.
1: So I'm. Wow, that's a pisser. I think uh, that is a pisser. Perhaps you right need there.
0: to check your medication. I'm mm, not really maybe sure. Maybe I
1: just need way more booze. Mm. No, that can't be the case. That's not how you handle things. Well, that's not how you <laughs> handle things. Some of us. All right.
0: So one more from you, and then we're going to call at the end of this session. One more from
1: please. me, and. Yeah, this is the one I'm going to do. You should know this song. Meet you
0: downstairs in the bar. In a, in the bar, and hurt your rolled-up sleeves and your skull T-shirt. No, that doesn't mean anything to me.
1: You got more? Uh, you say, "What did you do with him today?" And sniff me out like I was Tanqueray. Nope, nothing. That I don't know. I thought me. I thought you probably would know that, but it is a little out of the sort of out of the stream. Amy Winehouse. You know, I'm no good. OK, you know that I'm no good, which if you are not an Amy Winehouse fan, my gosh, you should be an Amy Winehouse fan. That was written by Amy Winehouse, uh, released in 2006 on the Back to Black album. And in part because I'm emphasizing this to Race of Apes here, folks, but everybody out there, if you don't listen to some Amy Winehouse, if you haven't, if you've blown it off because of the media stories and the the sensational crap, the music is... So fantastic.
0: See, and that's exactly why was, I didn't listen to it back in the day. You know what I mean? It's just like it was just another Right.
1: She uh, was and, headlines. Yeah, she I mean, was,
0: it was somebody seeking attention kind of a thing. Right. You know, that, so I just didn't pay any attention. That was it.
1: the shame of the whole story, and um I could go off on a little bit of a tangent about Amy Winehouse right now, but the shame of that whole sensationalist media thing about her life overshadowed the fact that you know, loving jazz, as you do, you will melt. Like, the quality of the music in, in that album in particular, and certainly other songs of hers, is just fantastic. Awesome. I'll
0: have to give it a listen. Fantastic. Because it's just stuff, honestly, that I, quite frankly, completely avoided paying attention to right. at the time.
1: Listen so. to the song Back to Black. Listen to, you may have heard Rehab. Uh, these are help. songs that that were on the radio, but there are she does some covers. Uh, Valerie, I mean, not only truly is her voice very very unique, and she uses it just phenomenal. Um, fanat- I'm gushing a little bit here, but the reality is that I I believe what I'm saying.
0: You are a big fan of of. Female singers that have a unique sound. I mean, like, that's a big part of the stuff. Right.
1: Singers, but certainly females. Like, I can tribute Johnny Mathis and some guys like that who have unique voices, males. Right. But I'm going to step out on a limb and say that if Amy Winehouse had stuck around, that her voice would be known along the lines of... Ella Fitzgerald's voice, and really? Ella Fitzgerald to me is the queen of every queen. Absolutely. There is she. Yeah. There's no one who has come close a James in history. Be as close as yeah, and she would have been there. Her vocal quality and the way she used her voice was just remarkable. And then the musicians they put together and the music they created. I mean, you'll love it. You will. I'll, I'll just check it love out. It. I'll check it out. Uh, that is the end.
0: That's the end of this uh, this segment, this session, right. of, session of Prime, it. right? And uh, stick around a couple minutes, and we're going to do another session. Who knows what's going to be the next thing? I'm not really sure. Right. The segment we're calling Your Mother Should Know. Uh, thank you to the Beatles for the title. Yes. Um, ideally, this is what I call prime light. It's the same thing that we do in the prime segment, but it should be something that pretty much anybody would know. It's not based on esoteric knowledge. It's They're all radio hits, if you will. Yeah. Uh, some of them, even to the point of being AM hits. Okay. Okay. Which makes All it right. even more obvious to even some folks. More. Yeah. Back when they, they used to play music on AM radio, I don't know if they still do because I haven't uh, tuned I to AM can... in about 200 years. You might be years. able to find
1: the occasional pirate station or there, something like that. Yeah, we should do a segment on pirate
0: stations at some yeah, point. Yeah, that think? would be fun. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to start this one. Um, these are delivered the same way that Prime is. So I'm going to drop effect. you a lyric here. And there you go. You should, your mother should know (laughs) this song. Your
1: mother should know this song. If you ever get annoyed, look at me. I'm self-employed. I love to work at nothing all day. Yep. Because I've been, oh, I know a spoof lyric to that song. I won't do it. Taking care of business by Bachman Turner, Overdrive. Written by Randy Bachman. Written by Randy Bachman. Um, and,
0: And you know, he like where he came from was the Guess Who. That was what he had done before he was in... BTO.
1: Yeah, I did not really know that to tell you the truth. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, and uh, originally,
0: apparently, Bachman Turner Overdrive was going to be the three Bachman brothers and Fred Turner. Okay, and I guess they happened across a magazine called Overdrive, <laughs> and like somebody said, "Hey, Bachman Turner Overdrive,"
1: and like it stuck. Now I love that kind of tidbit. I mean, that's the best kind of little story.
0: Yep, yep. Right? I I had thought that there were some other guys that that some of the other guys in BTO had come from other bands. So I went looking on the web to see if I could figure out who else was in the band, that kind of thing. And there was no one that I recognized. Now, that doesn't mean they weren't musicians of note. It just means I didn't recognize them. But I picked that up during my little perusal there. Yeah, yeah.
1: I haven't. uh, And that brings one thing to mind I'll be quick about because this is prime light. I read a long time ago and I haven't pursued it in a long time that Brian Adams the you know popular u- 80s. popular 80s 90s he in his mid teens was writing hit songs for he's also Canadian whatever right. for Bachman Turner Overdrive and a whole bunch of bands years before he you know was I guess even old enough to to, to be, be outplaying out or whatever. Um, and that there are several um several of their songs that he that he wrote. I didn't know that. Along with other artists too. That'd be something interesting to uh take a look to at chase it. down. Okay, uh so it's me. It's your turn. Let's see. Your mama, your mother, right. your mother, I'm supposed to say it right, You know this song. Don't you know the crime rate's going up, 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 up. Hey,
0: buy the big apple. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's a lyric you're, you're yeah. there that is one yeah, it's of the, the rolling stones says. oh man he's getting it folks he's yeah getting it. and, and he's squeezing and out and it's the album it was huge the, this whole that whole album was huge. Yeah, the everything whole, on it was everything, everything on it was, uh,
1: was a radio play song the album was some girls yes shadow do <laughs> shattered. shattered shattered thank you thank you shattered is the name of the song yeah. rolling stones mick jagger and keith richards wrote that and yeah some girls 1978 and man just every song. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Every song off the album.
0: So it's you. It is me, and here I am being me. So your mother should know this song.
1: I got a freaky old lady named Cocaine Katie who embroiders on my jeans. <laughs> Who's the band? The name of the song is Cover of the Rolling Stone. Very good. And you gotta say embroideries. Embroideries That's on he my says, jeans. Embroideries on most Jean. of that song is sort of spoken song. Yeah, almost. Most of it's yeah, spoken yeah, yeah. some, right?
0: Yep. Uh, so there's two, th- something there's two pieces. Got, something's going
1: to get you till you get your picture on the cover. Or the Rolling, and Rolling Stone. Nothing going to get you. And that is, who is this band? Is it, uh, I want to say me- something Medicine Show.
0: It is. It's Dr. Hook, Dr. And, the Hook, Hook and the Medicine yeah, Show. Yeah. Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. And they actually had, like, several hits at this period. Yeah. Um, but this was the one that got them, albeit in, uh, what do they call it when you draw you. Looking funny.
1: Uh, character. Yeah, character. Yes, Thank character. you.
0: Character. Uh, this they actually got them on the cover of the Rolling Stone in caricature. Yes. Yeah, I do. So here's that the cool part of this whole event. Thing. Who wrote this? You'll, oh my gosh! You'll never believe it. Who wrote it? Willie Nelson. Shel Silverstein. What? The guy that wrote all the kids' books for yeah. the sidewalk ends. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's, there's three or four of them sitting five feet from us in on the bookshelf. Yeah, there. we had
1: we had Shel Silverstein your kids, books. Yeah, exactly. Right That's social. a
0: Shel Silverstein song.
1: The shelves. So you had to have you had to have got to kind of gone and chased that down a little bit does he oh, have well, other songs I, that we
0: don't know? Uh, when I, whenever I go to look whenever I put one of these in, I go and look who wrote it so that we can sure, sure. the artist I mean the songwriter the lyricist um i didn't I didn't pursue what else he oh my gosh,
1: written. if I saw something like that I wouldn't be able to resist It'd be the reason that I'd never come here prepared I'd be like, oh, I was
0: looking at shell silverstein's other songs well and that's oh. i i I honestly have tried to show a little discipline discipline. <laughs> discipline all she really needed was some discipline
1: discipline is what you just said and i like discipline i like that word okay and you didn't
0: get the other reference there all she really needed was some discipline that's that's an, that's not for
1: a, your mother should know <laughs> i think i know is that zappa that's Zappa. that's yes yeah. yes i think I know animal home and probably we uh we shouldn't go into that that's for that's for the adult version <laughs> of of uncontrolled substance okay what do you yeah, got there Yeah, you should for be me? able to. Your mother should know this song. Let
0: them leave you up in the air. Let them brush your rock and roll hair. Yeah. Let the good times roll. Yeah. Is that the Cars? That's the Cars. That's the Cars. Who are the, that uh, the uh, guys that put that together?
1: Uh, the writers of that song, Ben and Rick. That's what I know. I don't know. Well, I don't have it. <laughs> we'll figure uh, uh, we'll that out. Thing that I wanted to get into about that just a little bit, since we're allowed to do a little, is yes. the Cars is one of those bands with sort of a lot of radio hits through a pretty long span of time and a, a really, you know, healthy career, successful career that you don't, you, you know, just don't hear them you anymore. don't really hear them anymore.
0: Yeah. You know, you what? hear
1: Drive. Right. Uh, the Ben Orr-Fickled yeah. song. It was a Cars song. Right. You hear drive a lot. You hear it in, you know, overhead at Walmart and all yeah, that exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a radio
0: uh, elevator play.
1: You, you don't, you just don't hear much cars music being played. Y- and know, it really holds
0: up. I think if we talked about this, maybe in one of our pre-published mm-hmm. episodes when we were back working on the beginning, yeah, is Hall and Oates. Like, uh, yeah, they owned a huge chunk of the end of the of the eighties. Yes, uh, and uh, middle to the end of the eighties, I guess, of the FM radio. I mean, they they probably had three or four hits.
1: More than once at a time. At a time. Right. Playing and, playing on the air. simultaneously. So
0: you don't. And I mean, it's not like I missed them or anything, but like you don't hear them. You don't hear of them. Although there's some kind of court battle going on right now between them. Oh, between the two of them? Apparently, Daryl Hall and John Oates sold mm-hmm. a chunk of their catalog to somebody. Huh. Publishing rights a right. while back. Right. And I guess Daryl Hall now regrets part of that. Ooh, and John Oates bad, is trying uh, to sell. Bad way to go. John Oates is trying to sell another chunk of the catalog to the same company. They're all put a restraining order on him. Just like literally, just in the last few days, I read about this.
1: Well, that is saddening.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: I mean, you know, you don't. <laughs> I know things happen. It's business. Uh, in in the end, right? Right. But you know, you think of somebody like that that you have a, um, especially what you perceive to be a couple of guys who were good buddies enough that they built a musical career together right yeah, yeah. and wrote songs together and had all and this i don't action.
0: know that there's animosity between them or that goes outside of the business realm i'm not saying they're not talking or anything um but i mean it's just sad that it has to happen yeah yeah
1: it does seem like it's probably safe to assume anywho so it's me right no it's back to me you just gave me the cars oh that was the cars yeah we got off and, the cars onto that and you yeah, talked about hollow notes and i was yeah, like that, well he's talking I, about hollow notes no, so that's yeah my bad apparently. so it must be uh
0: and here's one that your mother should know.
1: Well, I've been afraid of changing because I built my life around you. It is Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Not just Stevie Nicks. It's Fleetwood Mac. Correct. What's the name of the song? Landslide. Landslide. There it is. Uh, it took my love to it down.
0: Yeah, it's been done by a couple well, of other folks. Really a, a few, of rock but bands. Uh,
1: most recently, I want to say Lady Antebellum did a country version of it that actually was pretty honorable. Pretty respectable. So there's a... Uh, and burning. I think they call themselves, well, I don't know what they call themselves now, because they did a change of their name because of the uh, implications of antebellum, which is super respectable. Anyway, sorry.
0: Not at all. Um, <laughs> so there's a, a standing joke in my crowd about Stevie, because when I speak of Stevie, I'm generally speaking of <laughs> Stevie, <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Wonder
1: not Stevie. And
0: if not Stevie Wonder, then Stevie Ray Vaughan.
1: Or and, Stevie Guitar Miller. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. We were sitting around a little, a little while, a few months ago, and... I said something about Stevie, and one of the young ladies in the crew, in the group said something about Stevie Nick said <laughs> shouted down really hard, and not because of any disrespect for Stevie Nick. No, but no, no, no. In yes. this group, she's definitely the third Stevie, <laughs>
1: right? In the third or the fourth Stevie. Yeah. So anyway, so that was uh, off of rumors, right? That. Uh, yes, and yeah, uh, yes. yes, the the album. Right. The, and you know uh, what's
0: funny is like a lot of people considered them an overnight sensation when that album came out.
1: Yeah, and, that's true. Actually, and, they did. And, and oh my gosh. And, they there were like eight long, or
0: nine albums right. that at they a had a minimum. long history yeah. before that. Yeah. It and, didn't uh, include Buckingham and Nick's, but you know. Right, like, right.
1: Yeah. And the other, well, anyway, yeah, the other, the Buckingham and, and Nick's aspect of it had their own long standing thing too. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, oh my gosh. Okay, it's me, right? It's you. How about your mother should know this song? I can't believe the news today. Uh, I know it's right there. Yeah. I can hear your, I can smell the smoke. You got any more? I do. How about? I can't close my
0: eyes and make it go away. No, I don't have this.
1: Ooh. Sunday Bloody Sunday by uh, U2. That was... Uh, yes,
0: I yeah, I can hear it now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I
0: don't know that my mother would have known that one, but... Uh, I thought
1: it was ubiquitous. And, I mean, that's... Absolutely. You're absolutely that right. That was, yeah, U2's, I was,
0: I was, I was picking, U2's breakthrough. I was picking nits there.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, maybe maybe it's not quite an AM radio crossover. No, but yeah. 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 On the right station. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, so that was um, U2's big... Real, I, maybe only in the States. I honestly don't know how much success they had uh, overseas prior to that in in, uh, in Europe. You know what I mean? But that song was what broke them right in America. And that song had some staying power, still does, really. I mean, you still hear that song, yeah, that whole deal, the whole album, and a lot of YouTube stuff. I'm a big YouTube fan. So that was written by uh, Paul David Hewson, Adam Clayton, Larry Mullen, and Dave Evans. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know for sure, as big a two fan as I am, if the yeah, first name there, Paul David Houston, is actually Bono. Yeah, I think it is, but I'm not certain. And the name of the song? Uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, your mother pr- probably should have known that song, but we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna give her too hard of a time for right. it. Right. Exactly. She's not here to defend herself anymore. Maybe. Okay, you do something. I that have, is, I have a. Uh, you have another. I
0: have one more, at least for you. Your okay, mother should know this song.
1: Your mother, now this to me is, <laughs> in, is it. equivalent in sort of whether or not mother should know this to what I just uh hit you with. I get up at seven, yeah, and I go to work at nine. Yes, I got no time for living, I'm working all the time. That's correct. Seems to me, should I keep going? No, please. <laughs> uh, that is Working Man by Rush. Is it? It's Working Man. It's not They yeah. Call Me. No, it's Working it's Man. It's not the whole, yeah. Working Man by Rush off of the Rush album. If I, uh, Or is it, I think it was off of Rush, Rush. I, I I'm going to take your word for it. I don't know that. I think it was off of Rush, Rush. And that might be Rush's first hit. Big big rock radio hit. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, think that was the first big rock radio hit. It's kind of hard. Hit. You never know
0: what they were doing in Canada. For sure. I mean? sure. Uh, as, yeah, as far so as American radio rock right, radio right. hit. Um, and written by uh, Geddy Lee and Wifeson.
1: Yes. Uh, what a great band. And yep, yep. I listen to a lot of Rush. And I keep saying that about all these bands and then not being able to identify their songs. So I was it just trying really to go stupid. a little
0: bit more towards some stuff because, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've been doing is really either the 80s alt that you and I know. Yeah. Or pretty much stuff that everybody knows. And I was trying to go a little bit more towards let's get some more real rock in there. I don't know. If yeah, yeah. Rock and roll, but rock at the very least. So. Should I do one more? Let's do one more. I think I've lost track. Um, I don't know whose turn it is, but it doesn't really matter. It's just you and me and those people out there, and they've been pretty patient so far.
1: All right. Your mother
0: should know this song. Watch it. Talking about things and nobody cares. Uh, Aerosmith.
1: Yeah. We're wearing other things that nobody wears yeah call oh, my name but i gotta make clear yeah uh sweet emotion sweet emotion
0: yeah off emotion of Heartbreak. 1975 or 76
1: right good good i don't honestly have it trapped who for sure wrote that song so um yeah we're gonna have to go with really great songwriters wrote that song probably <laughs> including members of the band and my sincerest apologies Okay, so that sounds like it's the end of this segment. Seems like it is. Did we have fun, kids? Uh, we I, had fun. I had a blast. It was a we good time. Fun. And yeah. by the way,
0: Stephen Tyler and Tom Hamilton, while you were- while I there, was right. Yes. I yes, was right. Yeah. Uh, members of the band. Members of the band. All right, um, well, that does bring us to the end of Your Mother Should Your Know. Your Mother Should Know. And uh, probably to the end of an episode as well. Yeah, it seems like probably About we've- time. Uh,
1: yeah, it's made these people suffer enough. I think so, right? and I feel so bad for them, but I'm not <laughs> going to stop. Right, right. Uh, there will be more, and you will suffer through it again. Like we have now. been. We have been the mixed apes doing You Should Know This Song. And we will be doing more of it. And we
0: hope that you like and subscribe and come back and join us for it.
1: Please do. Please do. You know, go out and search around for some of the stuff you just were reminded of, hopefully, that made you want to hear this or hear that or investigate a factoid that we spit out that is way off the mark or something that's cool. Yeah, Go yeah. listen to some cars because nobody plays the cars anymore and uh, some hollow notes and that kind of thing. And, you know, share with your, your friend apes here your thoughts. All right. Enough of me blathering. Uh, uh, As always. We'll see if that gets through. Peace. We're out. Well, hey, you still there? Raise your hand if you made it all the way through. Hopefully, the reason any of you are still here is because you had maybe nearly as much fun listening to this as we had doing it. So, thank you. We appreciate you guys uh, listening, you know, contributing, being there for our little... Mixed apes pod show here you should know this song if you did enjoy it, if you have anything to say, that kind of thing uh consider subscribing, commenting, liking, sharing all that stuff just get the business out of the way. What we hope is that you got a great song stuck in your head today or you have uh, some interesting tidbit to go search up on the Googles and uh you know feed your brain some more about things like rock and roll music for crying out loud and you can go to the mixtapes website uh, it's www.mixtapes.com m-i-x-e-d-a-p-e-z that's important z and you can also get there by googling you should know this song.com you know submit comments and follow and like i said like and subscribe and we've got a charities uh page listed that uh we feel like is worthy to promote we're not affiliated with any of them we just think they're doing cool stuff and thought we'd uh you know share it with the world maybe get them some donations that kind of thing so maybe make yourself more aware and maybe even toss them a few bucks anyway we really hope we get you back for the next episode and ones after that and we can't tell you how much we appreciate your support so it's race and it's reed and we're mixed apes and this is the you should know this song podcast peace